0: Hello! Hello! And welcome to another episode of From, From the Lower, Lower Level. Level. I'm your host, Moshi.
1: And I'm Patrizio. And Moshi, you fight with everybody. You have fought and drove Lisa Van off this pod what you did to my brother. You've had problems with everybody, with Camille Grammer. I mean, the list can go on and on. And then saying that you've been bullied. You are the biggest bully on the lower level and everyone knows it. You're mean and you don't tell the
2: truth.
0: I would say that that is... That is like the best monologue you have ever done. You're, you. you're dramatic, but you're not an actor. And <laughs> that, was, that was acting. <laughs> it was okay. Bravo. I love it.
1: Thank you. I try.
0: I, I feel like that is a monologue that you could go to an audition with. And <laughs> people, would, people would be like, is that Meryl Streep? And you're like, no, it's Kathy Hilton.
1: Oh, no. The drag queens will be doing spoken word lip sync.
0: Oh, 100%. The lip sync for your life will be a Kathy Hilton. I am expecting to see all the lip sync, like TikToks.
1: Well, how could you not?
0: True. Do you want to know something just very random that I just remembered? When I was younger... And I, when I was first in primary school, like I wouldn't have been older than like eight or nine or 10. The school that I went to had a talent show and it was a lip sync talent show.
2: Sounds queer.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, And um, it was called Millie Vanilli, which might be before (laughs) I met you. I got the reference this time. to make sure you got the reference like this is circa 1992 1993 um and like speaking of like camp queerness the song that me and my friend did we- and it's like you can dance and lip sync but like nobody was ever singing live and um we did like a like danny minogue this is it like that's it's a very queer, it's a very um, camp video, I should say. But, wow, I love that for me ahead of my time. That I lip synced.
1: <laughs> that was such a niche story.
0: <laughs> no, but I was just thinking. Between the
1: Milli Vanilli of it all. <laughs> <laughs> when
0: you when you just mentioned the lip syncs, so I was just like, it just occurred to me that there was a point in my life where, this was a thing that happened, very random. But I digress. This week we you are back. Welcome back, Patrizio. We're going to be talking about your favorite, The Real Housewives of Potomac, and it's my favorite, too. Um we are going to be looking at the like part 3 of the Beverly Hills reunion. Oh my god, I can't wait to get all your thoughts. We missed you last week. Um And then, yeah, I guess we'll mention Salt Lake City, <laughs> but before we kick off, it is your time to shine. What is the word on the street this week?
1: All right. I, I want to, you know what? I was in my head. I was like, I want to make this like word on the street really intellectual and like, and then I realized I'm never going to be able to achieve that. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm curious though like in what way did you want to make it intellectual did you want to refer back to theory
1: well yeah we're gonna get into it we're gonna do that we're gonna warm up first so starting with the word on the street that Heather Dubrow has sold up the OC mansion for 55 million dollars this week and has bought a penthouse in LA I'm just praying that that doesn't mean she's gonna end up on Beverly Hills because like no thank
0: you I think it's safe to say that I think Heather DeBrow is done with Housewives. That's, I'm calling it. I think she'll be back in maybe like five or six years when she needs money. But I'm fairly certain that Heather DeBrow is done with Housewives. I think this was like her way to like quiet quit the OC (laughs) beyond this season, right? It's a bit
1: extreme to quiet quit by selling your house for $55 million, which was like i think that most a house has gone for in the oc like all year
0: yep which made me also think i wonder if she sold it like on a reality show like on a million dollar listings or something like that but i think the other thing that it's got us all talking about is like well she they said they're downsizing because two of their kids are in college like But they're moving to L.A. They're moving their other kids, like, out of school. Like, they're going to go to a completely different school. Like, it's a huge change. Has she confirmed that?
1: Pardon? Has she confirmed that they're moving the kids?
0: So do you think that she's just going to let her kids keep going to Orange County schools? They're not, it's not a close, what, they're going to catch a helicopter every day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) no but i wonder if they've sold the house but perhaps they're going to rent the home from the new owners for a little bit or like i I don't know i feel like when you're at that level of wealth it's never as simple as like sell this house move to new house and that's all over like
0: that's the other thing are they at that level of wealth did they ever go through with their puerto puerto rican mansion that they were building like I think there's a lot of question marks at the moment surrounding the DeBrow's and whether or not that relationship is still even a thing.
1: Well, in other OC news this week, um, Alexis Bellino introduced the world to her trans son on Instagram, which was a beautiful post um, from a mother basically telling. All the haters are just gonna delete their comments off the Instagram if they even start shit. Um, which, yeah, I think it was great. And it's like character development for Alexis Bellino as well.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I, but I think the big thing is that it's, it's like Alexis without Jim. Was that, was that what her husband was named? Jim Bellino. Jim Bellino. Like she's fucking, she's like, she was always a good housewife, but it was almost like when Portia got rid of her husband. Like she was able to fully embrace the fully formed human being that she was supposed to be. And I just think we could never have seen, well, maybe we could see Jim Bellino accepting um, his son and, and that would be interesting. But once again, this character development, I mean, I, you don't watch Below Deck, but like Alexis on Below Deck was great. Um, I think she needs to return back to the franchise.
1: Well, oh, if Heather's leaving, perhaps there's a space for Alexis.
0: Even if Heather wasn't leaving, they they need, <laughs> you know, they need whatever. <laughs> they need Jesus. I know they've got Tamara, but they need Jesus. And who's going to bring Jesus? Alexis Bellino. Bellino. Alexis Bellino was like, in a weird way, the Mary Cosby of her time when it came to religion.
1: Jesus jogs
0: 100%. <laughs> um,
1: okay, moving to Atlanta. Mm. sad news we found kim zolziak's house is in foreclosure
0: yes
1: you are you gonna tell me that you watched the instagram live where kim said she's still living in her house so it must not be in foreclosure is that what you're gonna tell no, me
0: I, so number one you know i never watch instagram lives and <laughs> number two i try not to watch any content that goes more than five seconds um <laughs> on video like on social media um but I was reading conflicting reports that, like, the House went into, was going into foreclosure, but they were able to make the payments. And then the other reports that I'm hearing is that they weren't able to make the payments. I think, for me, the only thing that sticks is that there is definitely some financial issues, but I think that they're potentially in a position to save it.
2: Meh.
0: <laughs> The way this, I know, but this woman will literally open an OnlyFans and she'll save it. Like Kim is a hustler; she's not losing that house.
1: She'll force Brianna to open an OnlyFans. True. I
0: was actually thinking maybe it'll be Croy. All uh, of them, that whole family. Like, let's be
1: honest. Uh, okay, and it is. We're gonna move it along.
0: Go after dark.
1: <laughs> um, I don't know if you saw this. It was potentially longer than five seconds for
0: three minutes so i didn't watch it
1: no nini was like on instagram like dancing and she had the titties out living her best life did you see this
0: no i haven't seen that oh my
1: god like nini's like getting her like makeup done and like i don't know she's just living life and she was like seems really happy then there was like this other like i don't know reel or like video of her and her new boyfriend and she was like all like cozy with him like your
0: new she, boyfriend or the one that we know post greg
1: well i'm assuming it's the same guy i don't okay, know
0: okay that's what i want to check yeah
1: but she's looking all loved up at the moment and i couldn't help but put my Moshinon hat on
2: oh. and,
1: and i was like isn't it interesting that all this like nini content is coming off the back of BravoCon? right oh. it seems suspicious
0: so there's been, I mean, one of the things that happened at BravoCon, and I didn't mention it yesterday, is Kenya Moore Haircare hey, was, i the only way I can say Kenya's name, I have to say Kenya Moore Haircare. Hey, she was asked at BravoCon which housewife she would like to see return back to Atlanta, and she said Nini. And then I also caught a whiff of one of the videos that you have sent me that was, I think, an interview on the Peach Report. And I caught a bit of it, where she was trying to she was saying that, like she doesn't actually have any beef with candy. So there is an apology tour of some sort that is happening at the moment. Now, I'm not saying it's to get back on Atlanta because she has burnt the bridge with Andy so badly. and And I once again, i we don't know who's at fault there, but um, you know, i i would she something is happening with nini right now she is ready to i think be seen in a positive light and i'm wondering if maybe nini is just going to have her own show
1: well this is why it's word on the street moshi so in that same interview she does talk about the situation between herself and the network and She talks about how basically at this stage there is no communication between her and Andy or even Bravo. It's all done through the lawyers. That basically the only reason why she dropped the lawsuit was so that they could go into mediation. That was kind of like one of the compromises that they made that they would be able to like enter negotiations with each other was to have dropped the lawsuit um but there was really no outcome from that whole process um and i think she is trying to angle to try and you know get back into the fold but it really sounds like you know it is at a standstill and I couldn't help but think as well like at the same time as this is all happening with Nini Sorry, you, I just have to
0: do the whole um Sex in the City Sarah Jessica Parker I couldn't help but wonder <laughs> okay continue
1: if like with with Nini talking about like you know her like issues with the network and obviously like I'm sure that there was an investigation against Nini's claims and all the rest of it right Well, we also, you mentioned in Word of the Street last week about Ramona's interview um, with Carlos King, right? And I feel like this has been, the roony of it all this week has been Ebony's response, the rebuttal to Ramona's interview, right? On her own podcast, Holding Court with Ebony K. Williams.
0: Not you giving the whole title of the podcast.
1: Because, I mean... As you know, Moshi, I never listen to podcasts.
0: This is why I'm just like I'm. Just, you know, you never know the name of content creators of anything. But here you go with the whole Ebony K. Williams. Because week.
1: I paid attention this week and I listened to the episode. And when I tell you that, like any shred of like somewhat belief I had in anything that Ramona said dissipated very quickly when Ebony like had her rebuttal to which point I actually feel disgusted in myself that I ever could have believed anything that Ramona actually said having said that I think that there is obviously you know there's Ramona's side there's Ebony's side then there's the truth right um but it just like it got me thinking so like ebony basically says that ramona wasn't just investigated like what she was investigated like three times over the course of the final season right which is like crazy to me like the way that like you wouldn't like you know try to like tie up your shoelaces after like the first time you've been pulled in front of hr right but obviously like there was a lot going on in this final season and ramona's behavior was not just in that final season too i think there had obviously been a lot of complaints up to that point as well right but we just don't know this as viewers i guess my thought my what i wanted to talk to you in all of this the issues surrounding all of this is like what's your opinion because like I, i missed last week obviously but you discussed the fact that they Brought out the new New York City cast at yeah. BravoCon, right?
0: I'm excited about. You're not so excited about.
1: I'm coming around to it, but this is ask,
0: this is the uh, like I asked our listeners last week. I will ask the same thing of you. Go in with an open heart and mind.
1: Well, I think this is this is where I've come to, and it's kind of thanks to Ramona. So Ramona is basically said right. It's the loser legacy cast, right? Because, like, you're basically bringing a bunch of women together who have all been fired for basically being either too problematic or too boring for TV, right? Like, you were kind of told your time's up. They've recast, but, like, what's your opinion on this? Because I'm kind of at this thing where I'm like,
0: at a junction.
1: Obviously, Ramona's behavior was completely inappropriate, right? She had to go. And, and, Like, I think it's been really bad that the network hasn't turned around and said, you know, that Ramona is being fired for this reason and, like, this is why this recast has had to happen because it's obviously the show had become so toxic that it literally had to be, like, white slate clean, right? Yep. But then, I mean, obviously we don't know as well, like, there have been other complaints against other housewives in this franchise too, but, like, is it fair to have, you know, gotten rid of, like, Sonia and Ebony, like, in this whole sort of, like, you know, clean slate approach because I'm kind of, like, I don't understand why, you know, it's that classic, like, you know, if one person's naughty in the classroom, everyone has to get detention at lunchtime, right? That's what I feel like has happened here.
0: I I don't think that that's entirely it. I think, so... I think that the wheels started falling off um, the season beforehand. So when Tinsley was leaving halfway through a season, when Dorinda was like flying off the handles, like Dorinda going on pause, and I think the phrase going on pause is so needed, that's when things were starting to go off the rails. And then I think it was almost like strike one, strike two, and then this is actually strike through because if we think about Atlanta for a moment, Atlanta knew that Atlanta has seen what's been happening, right? Dallas is gone. Atlanta is, I mean, New York is gone, right? And so they know, and they know that the last couple of seasons haven't been their best. And so these women are like, we are not ending up on the cutting room floor. We are going to fight for our right to stay here. And we know they got together, they put their own money in to get their new headshots. Like, It doesn't, if the sum of all its parts, like, do you know what I mean? Like a show is, the franchises are only as good as the sum of all its parts. And I think that Sonia and Luann on Housewives don't work without Ramon. I think that there's a lot to play with the dynamic. And I think that the casting and the producers and the network were kind of at a standstill. And I think that they had to do something because this is a flagship. They had to do something really intense to drive it home that, like, everybody is replaceable, right? Um, And also it's that thing of these women are not coming together to raise each other up, you know what I mean? And that's, that's that's how Housewives has to work. This is why I started that conversation last week where I said, like, I'm genuinely worried about Beverly Hills, which I know we'll go into, because... When the show starts to be just about like when when one person has the ability to drive the whole thing and it, it's not working as a group, that's when these shows start to go off the rails and they're not working.
2: I don't
1: want a legacy season of New York City. I don't want to see that. Like I don't want Ramona on TV anymore. I don't. And i don't think i i am i unfortunately if there's anything that I took away from Ramona' singer, it was the fact that it is a loser legacy cast like literally i don't think you should be on t v on this like i don't know what like what is it? it's like a like a you know throw you a bone season and like to bring Dorinda back like i hate to say it, but she was a lush on that bravo Con stage as well like she is not she shouldn't be anywhere near a camera.
0: <laughs> I think there's a look. I'm excited to see Crappy Lake with Yes, and Sonia. I, that makes sense. And I'm going to be really honest Luann is in the prime of her career. Luann is on fire right now. I think, have I missed not seeing Ramona? Have I missed not having Ramona on my TV? No. Um, I will say, and I spoke about it last week, that. I do think that some of the things that Ramona said in that interview with Carlos King are true, and I think there's some, like, truths that we need to acknowledge about Ebony K. Williams. I I think there is some validity to her, like, not getting it, you know, not being her full self and not just, like, being a good time girl. Like, I think she i think she did feel the pressure too much to be like and and the problem the reason why that happened is because she was the only black person so when you tokenize someone on a show you instantly put them in a situation where they can only go like kind of one of two ways right and which one way is like to i think really feel like they have to represent in the way that ebony did and then the other side of it is to just like completely ignore it but then like you know it it would still be an uncomfortable show and so for me I think there was some the big issue is like they needed to cast more than one person of color on New York last season. Bashan was a friend of and it's not the same thing and when I say a person of color I don't necessarily mean another black person like we've got the Latinx community, you know, we've got the Asian community, like the diasporas are so huge. I think it would have been really interesting to have, um, uh, an, if you were going to have another black person, like have another, you know, academic or journalist or somebody who actually sits in contrast to Ebony. I think the other side of it is that Ebony and Leah were not friends. Like she's not one of their friends. Like it's so that is telling. Like if you have to go and cast women and you can't find a woman who is genuinely friends with any of these women, that's actually like a fail for, I think like that's a real fail for Leah as well. I think, you know, Leah has grown a business in some ways of appropriating what is traditionally black culture, African-American culture in, in the U S and We're her black friends. We're her her Asian friends. Like, there's so many women that she knows that would have been great on the show, and none of them were there.
1: I think Ebony was a good housewife. Really? Yes, I think she was a good housewife, but I don't think she was in, like, the right cast at the right moment and, like, you know, if her and Carol... Like that could have been a really interesting, like probably a little bit too much, like you know, too like similar thinking, perhaps.
0: But no, they have diametrically opposite views. We forget Ebony is like super conservative.
1: Well, yeah, she's what? She's like uh like politically conservative, but like socially liberal or whatever. It would
0: be. Not even socially liberal to me. She's maybe a libertarian. Like I think she is like Anyway, what for Trump.
1: But, you know, she, she, with her with Carol, like that could have been really powerful because I think, like, you know, why can't you? And that's Ramona's thing, right? Ramona was like, people just want to, like, watch me get drunk and shit myself on TV and think that's funny, right? But it's sort of like, <laughs> does it always have to be that? Anyway. Uh, the way I, that
0: is all you wanted from this woman a week ago or two weeks <laughs> ago. Like- I know,
1: like. I'm- you were
0: very fulfilled when that's all Ramona was doing, turtle time and shitting herself. <laughs> very happy. <laughs> okay. Your life was bliss. <laughs> Stop acting like a was it.
1: So, yeah, I look, I that's why I don't, I don't want to like say Ebony wasn't like a good housewife. I just think that she, and I think it was also a case of she was. The straw that broke the camel's back right i think like, like that show was already like you said the season before it was already like spiraling out of control it was then like you throw ebony in and like it was just like oh now we're gonna see how truly racist ramona singer is like that's all it took like
0: <laughs> i know i know but um look i think we have similar but differing views on the state of new york but i am excited for the new season i need to know when it's going to be on i want to give it a chance i think it's going to be interesting we're ushering in a new era
1: well they're starting filming this week moshi so it'll air i reckon probably this time next year let's say
0: can't wait we'll be in new york then so we'll be in the background of bravo con trying to get in
1: Ooh, premiere episode of bravo con 2023
0: oh my god perfect you've already from your lips to bravo's ears
1: all right well moshi that's the word on the street. let's get into this week's episode of real housewives of potomac it's episode three, it's season seven, and where are the taglines?
0: Is it episode four? No, it is episode three.
1: And where are the taglines?
0: Where are the taglines? I think that when the juice is so good on a show and you only have so many minutes, something's got to go. And in this instance, it's the taglines.
1: Are the taglines ever coming back? Like, so one of those, like, fake Twitter, like, Bravo accounts started a rumour that <laughs> that Bravo has decided to axe taglines forever. That could be a good thing. <laughs> I, think- I love those accounts. Whenever I see – it's always Bravo bees. Whenever Bravo bees, like, tweet something, I'm like, this is just lies. It's just straight <laughs> up lies.
0: What I love is I think, like <laughs> – The fourth episode is like a bit awkward to bring the taglines in. So I think we're going to get the mid-season just randomly. You least expect it. We're on season 13. Karen's having a full-blown affair with her eye candy. Wendy is completely on the outs with everyone. Robin is somehow our new favourite. And, you know, all of these weird things are happening. And boom, taglines.
1: We just talk about that for a second. <laughs> is Karen's storyline this season about like entering her thought era? Like, is that her whole thing? It's just like, I am hot. I'm getting hotter, and people are like trying to hook up with me. Like, if it is her storyline, I'm actually not mad at it. Like no, I'm what, what, oh, no. it. Uh,
0: is, you're a perv, so this like, is like a
1: horny Karen season.
0: <laughs> like, um, I think that once Karen realized that she was a queer icon, gay icon, really, I should say, once La Dame entered the chat, all bets were off. Like we, yeah. I mean, she knows it. She knows she is hot.
1: It's because as little gay boys, we're all like, I want to be the grand dame.
0: <laughs> like a hundred percent. And you know, good for her. Like, imagine, like getting older and getting hotter like that is wild
1: i mean okay so and and who is her thought era with is it with like the tennis instructor is that what we're thinking because cha-cha's she's cha-cha is here to tell us who karen is having the affair with
0: i think well it's not an affair because i think that ray ray is cool with it um, I think it's going to be more than one person I think oh my
1: gosh she's a swinger
0: no I think it's going to be you know to quote Erica Jane dare I say it's a rotation it's it's a whole team <laughs> she's got a hot box I just know it <laughs> hot box is like not a good thing like a hot box for me and that's
1: why I'm going to sing. Sing.
0: <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're going to sing, sing. I think the whole box requires antibiotics. Like, it's not a good thing. Is that Karen's storyline? She gets. No! The same like, no, no you're, that's just a mess. But I'm enjoying the eye candy. I think more than anything, what I love is just the way it was introduced in the conversation. Is she trying to get on top of what she knows Charisse is going to try to expose? <laughs>
1: I thought you were gonna say she's trying to get on top of another man. No, <laughs> no, she's
0: trying to get ahead of it before Charisse exposes it.
1: Some head,
0: Patricio, stop! You are literally like they're taking this podcast into the actual gutter. Come back to earth and have a civilized.
1: Look, I'm just I'm here for Karen thought season, but look, this episode starts where it finished off, which was at. Uh, I'm not even trying to make it dirty. They were at a pole dancing class. Like you can't make this. There were no
0: poles. They were at a oh, TikTok sexy. dancing. They wanted to learn how to do sexy dances for TikTok.
1: The purple lights were on. It's sexy to me. So, um, and we got Candice's like breaking the fourth wall moment, which she demanded is left in. <laughs>
0: There are things that I know that you love about Housewives. So these are the three things that I know you love about Housewives. You love a good tagline. Yes. You love a breaking of the fourth wall. I love it. And you love an in-memoriam. Like like your three things that you just like when something or someone dies on Housewives, no one is more happier than you for the in-memoriam.
1: Even more so when it's like an inanimate object.
0: Exactly. <laughs> this is what I mean. So I knew watching that show, like watching that moment where the moment that Candace says, you better keep this fourth wall in, I was like, Patrizio is shaking. Somewhere <laughs> he is Lisa Barlow into the phone. I am literally shaking.
2: <laughs> it's just you can't
1: like Candace. This is going to be her season, I think. Like- I
0: agree with you. I, well, I think she's she knows the score. Like, she understands how this game is done. And I think one of the things that she's absolutely aware of is that she's not going to let Giselle play her. Like, of all the people, she's not going to let Giselle play her. And I think, like, the thing that was really interesting was, like, <sighs> this is where the old Candace reared her ugly head is, like, she instantly, like, did everything that she can to just throw shit at Michael Darby. Now, I know we don't like Michael Darby, but the way she just went, like, you are not going to do my husband like Michael Darby. Like, that's the stuff where I'm like, oh, that's not tactful. But, like, I was on your team until you presented it that way, if that makes any sense.
1: No, I'm I'm on Candice's side to this one, right? You had an actual butt grabber in the group, okay? A husband that made people feel incredibly uncomfortable. That, like,
0: he got punished for it.
1: Exactly. And Chris does not deserve any punishment for behavior that probably never even happened. Like, you know, it's. And then the worst part is like Karen is on Giselle's side with all this. I can't.
0: I think what. So, what Karen is saying is that. You are entitled to your feelings. So Giselle, if Giselle felt uncomfortable, amazing. I think the issue that we all have is that Giselle is making it a storyline. And it was really telling that at that high tea dance thing, whatever, <laughs> you know when when she when um, Candace walks out because she walks out, she's visibly. Upset, and they're like, "What happened?" And Giselle's like, "No idea." Like the way Giselle is clearly not owning her shit. She knows she has done something wrong, and she and the way she was so quick to get when uh, to get Mia on her side because she does not want to have more than one enemy at one time. She knows she's causing a lot of trouble very quickly.
1: Is this? The worst, I think, the worst part now that I'm vocalizing how I feel about this is that it is this really unfortunate place of like Me Too movement, right? That what what do you do in this scenario? Is it that Giselle was actually made to feel really uncomfortable, you know, and we need to believe her in that, or is it that she is? taking advantage of a situation for storyline well, did it even happen was it actually like what what she said it is like and then we're not believing a victim in all this. It. like it's just like it's
0: i think i think there's two things that can be true here i think there is how one of the things that we should not negate is how giselle felt so i think that in that moment giselle 100 did feel uncomfortable and we know that because At the time, she spoke to Robin about it and then they quashed it. And so what she's done though now is, so that is true, I believe. She did feel uncomfortable and that's what Karen agrees with. But then what has happened now is another opportunity has presented itself and what she's doing is producing, right? And this is why I don't like housewives who produce. She's seeing an opportunity to make a mountain out of a molehill and to try and, you know, instigate some more friction within the group because there's an opportunity to and it's not work it's not look that part of it is not looking as good for Giselle as it should and what tends to happen in those scenarios is what you're saying is because of that friction um we instantly do you know kind of attack giselle i guess like giselle becomes the villain is what i'm saying and it's like Oh man, she could have played it a different way. That's all I'll say.
1: At the same event, obviously, the discussion about Mia's health is continuing. You
0: can say whether or not Mia has cancer, she does not.
1: And Wendy gives Robin a really hard time about the whole situation only to be caught with the hot mic moment (laughs) at the conclusion of the event and perhaps like breaking the fourth wall, I think is a hot mic moment included in breaking the fourth wall.
0: Anytime I'm hearing a producer, the fourth wall is broken.
2: Wendy is Boo Boo the Fool.
0: (laughs) So where Candace is having a season, I think Wendy is not gonna be a housewife for too much longer.
1: She's entering her flop era, that is for sure. 100
0: percent I think Wendy Osefo has she's like she's given all she can give at that housewife level. She's entering friend of and you know what's gonna happen. I mean you're gonna talk about it soon but it's gonna get to a point where she's gonna have no friends on the cast and so there'll be no what's she gonna do? They're gonna X her out.
1: I just think Wendy Wendy thought she was like perhaps maybe like smarter than the game or like I don't know she like she I think she's thinking about it too hard
0: 100% she's not being just authentic herself
1: yeah and and you know what she could be messy boots and I would be really here for that like why not just say like in front of everyone but not like Mia's telling the truth anyway. Like, that's, like, it would have been icon behaviour, quite honestly, but, like, no. You know
0: why she can't do that? Because she's not friends with the Green-Eyed Bandits. She doesn't have anybody to back her up. Like, there's nobody within the group that's going to come to her aid. She's going on the other side because what she's trying to do is have a – She she recognises that Giselle is, like, the HBIC kind of and she has positioned herself as being diametrically opposed like the opposite of Giselle in any way so if the table were if the thing was reversed and it was like Giselle was like I believe Mia then that is what would take Wendy to be like you're I don't believe her do you know what I mean like she she constantly feels that she has to play the opposition of Giselle because because they're not friends.
1: I, I did like Wendy's. I I hate to turn this into an in-memoriam right now, but, like, Wendy or like, season, what, five to season seven, like, rest in peace, I think.
0: I, I'm, I'm sure she can pull it out of the bag, but right now she's clutching at straws for some sort of relevancy. And, you know, what 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 would have been really great is, like, if we did see more of like the teacher like i want to see what it's like when she's just wrapped up a lesson and she's coming back but i think the other side of it is she's i just don't think she's genuine friends with these women and this is where you all, people always fall off when the friendships break what are you going to do at least mia is like so dramatic she'll she'll make she'll find a reason to stay on the show
1: I feel like Mia, though, is also, she's that one girl at high school that she was kind of, like, friends with all the social groups. Like, she was kind of, like, in with the goths, in with, like, the Barbie dolls, in with the nerds. Like, she kind of just, like, floated between everyone.
0: Do you think people are friends with Mia genuinely?
1: No, I think That's don't the thing. I don't think anyone's, like, friends with her. I think she kind of, like, is just one of those people that can, like, float into a group and just, like, exist and then, like, float out and come back. And, like, she just... She's not friends with anyone, but she's not friends with no one. She kind of just is there. Like, and she's kind of almost just friends with herself. Like,
0: <laughs> she could just. But what Mia is doing, like, we're interested in this. Like, she, you know, the subtle things, like she's bringing in her friend who's not going to be her friend soon. And we're learning that, you know, how her friend likes G, that they have like shared some fellas. Like, I think the thing is about Mia is that we're constantly unlocking her story. She has a phoenix from the ashes you know we love that that's one of the tropes we love to see in housewives she's an underdog
1: but she's also just messy like she is literally yeah, like stupid like she just forgets the stuff that she's said and it's like um do you know that we're like filming this to be shown later
0: <laughs> she's like the shannon bedore of potomac
1: I don't even think... I think Shannon actually has a bit more, like, awareness of what's going on around her compared because to... Shannon
0: didn't for the for the longest time.
1: Yeah. Oh well, I'm calling this episode the Renaissance of Robin.
0: You mean Robin, Robin woke up?
1: Well, she woke up. It's her Renaissance, summer Renaissance. Like, I truly believe that this if if this is candace's season like this is also robin's season like so
0: like robin is is playing the main character she's been the sidekick for the last couple of seasons and she knows she's got to bring it otherwise we're going to get bored with her
1: she's clocked in and it's I feel like it's not just that like she knows. I think it's also she's just like at a different like point in her life now, right? Mm-hmm. So we got to see this beautiful home that they finally like completed and moved into, right? And she's finally recovered. Like that's been her whole journey, right? It was I like your dog. Yeah, the bankruptcy, like and it wasn't just a bankruptcy. It was literally they were cheated out of their money. Um, you know, that they've Move from house to house to house to house, and now they're finally in this like beautiful home that they've done up. Um She's in a position where she's like the the breadwinner of the family. She's the one that's going to like Juan now, being like, I want to preen up because I want to protect like what I'm bringing to this relationship because it's like more than fifty percent here. Um, it's just she's. I think she's just finally comfortable with herself and it's amazing to see and i think what really brought it together for me was when chris and candace were like at that lunch together and then robert shows up right and like you could tell chris is like well he's one of the green eyed bandits like giselle's like being really like rude and saying all this stuff about me like robert's just gonna pile on right And she's like, no, 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 like, don't be like that with me because, you know what, I don't agree with Giselle. Like, what she did wasn't cool and, like, this is a complete non-issue and I don't know why she's making it one, right? And it was like, oh, like, Robin is, like, not Giselle's, like, sidekick anymore. And it was great to see.
0: I think Robin is actively, like, even though they do, was it Shady and Reasonable? Reasonably Shady. Shady, Shady and Reasonable. Um, re- reasonably Shady. I think that when it comes to her brand, like Robin is, wants to get away from being part of the Green Eyed Bandits. Robin? She doesn't want to be that messy. She doesn't want to be messy for no reason. She wants to, I, I think this is who Robin really is, but for whatever reason, she hasn't been coming to the table with it until now
1: because she was asleep. Because Robin's meant to be, I feel like she's like your cool girlfriend. Yeah, who's just like willing to do whatever. Like you call her up, like, "Hey, girl, want to come over and have ice cream and wine?" She's like, "I'll be there in five minutes." The kids, the kids. There's a frozen pizza in the yes, that like, is they definitely can it right. out On their own, I'm on my way. Like,
0: love so- that. She's a cool mom. She- I, who who can't dance sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Robin trying to do all of those ads moves. But that's what I mean. But at the same time, I think one of the things is just like I think Robin is too um what's the word? Um she she's she's not aspirational. I don't know, maybe. Maybe now she is aspirational, but I think she just is too regular. <laughs> like you know we 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 all know that person that's like Robin. Yeah, okay.
1: And perhaps that just puts like a bit of a limit on like how far she can go. But I think like in terms of like character development and growth, like boom, she's like finally here and it's like that's really interesting to watch.
0: I do, I agree with you.
1: Is Giselle aspirational?
0: For some people. Well then perhaps Robin is as well. I mean
1: it's aspirational in a way, I guess, to watch her like build her finances. Yes. Um,
0: I'm enjoying, as somebody who normally does not enjoy Robin and who has been calling for Robin's head for every season, I'm enjoying it.
1: Is there anything else that um, you took away from this episode?
0: Um, it's so, it's just, it was so long ago now, I'm trying to recall. I think I'm, ex- I, I still don't believe that Ashley is really getting um divorced i liked i was interested in seeing her go house hunting i was interested in meeting this new lady who maybe that was like the previous episode i don't know like um michael's whatever yeah the business person um i don't know i i just think like for three episodes in i think i was messaging you the other day and i was like Every minute, every second of Potomac, like from the moment it's out of the gates, it is just brilliant television.
1: I I just, you can't fault it.
0: No, at the the moment you really cannot. And that is why I don't care about the taglines. I would rather not have the taglines and have an extra minute of the show. But I also think, I think I said this to you, that... I don't think we're seeing taglines because I think they still haven't finalized who are the what do they hold in Potomac the river like I don't know. Not
2: a river <laughs>
0: uh, um the Chesapeake Bay like I don't know um I think they've, they they haven't finalized who the housewives are oh come they but they've got the they've they've shown us the the group I, but I think we might be, we might end up seeing Shasha a housewife. And you know what? Justice for Katie. Too <laughs> so much. You weren't here last week, so we didn't get to talk about Katie as oh, much as we wanted to. She,
1: word on the street, she checked herself into rehab. Would
0: so. because I think it was pretty obvious. I'm really yeah. worried about her. Um, but you know what?
1: There have been times, though, in many franchises where they have added in a housewife, like, yes. a couple of seasons, it's a couple of episodes in. So I'm not going to accept that as the reason why they haven't done the taglines. Um, it's fine. Anyway, I'm, I'm moving on from the taglines because they're potentially never coming back.
0: Yeah, but I, like I said, if there's one thing I know you love, it's a tagline. So I feel your pain.
1: I also just think Potomac... I mean, it is good. I'm not saying that it's not, but also it pales in comparison. I mean, sorry, in comparison to Beverly Hills and, like, Salt Lake City at the moment, it's, like, come on. Like, Potomac is just, like, killing it. it, I'm excited to watch it. Like, Salt Lake City, you had to, like, I had to be, like, held, like, in front of the screen to watch it. Like, I did not want to be. You had
0: to put those things where they keep your eyes open. Like...
1: Literally. Well, Moshi, I want to close with a quick question for you. Oh, God. In Karen's confessional, she mentioned a story about a house husband that made her feel very uncomfortable. Um, Who do you think that she was talking about?
0: Michael Darby. And the reason why I think that is I think she has mentioned it before. So I feel like if you go back into past seasons, when Michael was going through his whole thing, I feel like Karen told us then but she had just worked it out because Karen is, um, what's the word? She's a different vintage. So she had worked it out, I believe, separately with Michael and they had moved on from it. Interesting. Who do you think it is? Juan Dixon. <laughs> I. No, who do you think it is? You think it's Mia's husband? Like, who, who do you well,
1: think? Well, I originally, I did think it was G because yep, I was like, it was incredibly inappropriate last season. Yeah. But then she does say that it was from a few seasons ago. So then I was like, well, then it can't be him. So then I thought it was Chris Samuels.
0: Oh, my God, no.
1: I feel like Michael Darby is the obvious answer, and that's why it's not him.
0: No, but I feel like it is and I feel like there is
1: But do you think that Karen is
0: very protective of Ashley? And so that's why I think she's not going to say it.
1: But like do you think like Michael Darby was
0: interested in Karen? No, but I think he was probably flirtatious. I think I don't think there was somebody who was actively like interested in Karen. I mean everybody is, you are. Um but I think I think it was more like S- somebody was maybe getting a bit too flirty with her because, but I think Karen was getting flirty back. You know, I think uh,
1: maybe, maybe Michael Darby was interested in Karen, like all the rest of us little gay boys. Are.
0: That's what I mean. <laughs> I, I can do. God for you feel so cheeky. Let's take all a right. break before. Let's we
1: take a done. break, and I'm gonna have a cold shower, and then we're gonna come back and talk Beverly Hills and Salt Lake City. God. Moshi, we're back from the cold shower.
0: Hi, girls.
1: Hi. <laughs> Beverly Hills. It's finally over, Moshi.
0: <laughs> not it's finally over. It's a marathon, not a sprint, Beverly Hills. Mm.
1: It's been put out of its misery. Season 12. Are they? This, I'm going to start with the question. Are they coming back?
0: <laughs> some of them are, some of them aren't.
1: Do you not think that they're getting a New York like full, full slate clean?
0: They would never do that to Kyle. Andy loves Kyle so much. It's disgusting.
1: I just, I don't know where we go from here.
0: Down, Patrizio. The only way is down. They haven't fully hit rock bottom yet, so there's time.
1: Wait, <laughs> well, if they haven't hit rock bottom yet, uh like I don't know how much worse you can get.
0: Watch next season and you'll find out. This is fuck around and find out. Beverly Hills.
1: I just want to start by um acknowledging Andy Cohen's apology to Garcelle that he made on Radio Andy this week that um for the last the last week's episode part two of the reunion um when they were discussing you know garcelle and erica and how erica well we found out that like erica wasn't the one that threw garcelle's book in the bin and it was lisa rinner and all that and then it turned into this weird conversation about like you know rubbish disposal it's and sad. andy kind of didn't Acknowledge Garcelle's feelings. wasn't very empathetic towards her at all in all of this. Which, I mean, it was awful.
0: It was him being his most authentic self,
1: and this apology tour was just trying to get back on everyone's good graces because I think there was so much of an out, like pouring of like support for Garcelle and like literally just shaming him for his reaction at the reunion um the fact that he had to come out with this apology i thought was really interesting because i feel like it takes a lot for andy to like walk back what Isn't he's done
0: why because in part one he categorically denounced any form of racism and what we saw and i mean if you actually listen to Aspects podcast, what we saw in terms of andy's behavior is rooted in racism it's, the, you know, it's the way he, he, he keys. he didn't even think about it. Like he, he needs to think about those optics. And that's the only reason he apologised because how one week are you going to, um, you know, virtue signal how you, Bravo feels about something and then, like, literally just do the opposite? He had to. It was also because the hot boys on TikTok were calling him out. And, you know, Andy does not like to be called out by hot boys, oh,
1: and there those two boys that do the like the hot video? boys, I
0: don't know what their names are, but they're hot. They just talk Bravo. Bravo Bros. That's their name.
1: It's such an interesting concept to me. Are they straight? Yeah,
0: like, well, who is straight anymore? Patricia this game
1: Well, are they straight presenting? <laughs>
0: yes, they are straight presenting. But like Jerry O'Connell, Michael Rappaport. John Legend, I, we know that, I know you don't like them, but what I'm saying is we know that straight men watch Bravo.
1: Michael so Rapaport.
0: So-called straight men.
1: <laughs> Michael Rapaport came out with this, like, denouncing. I'm digressing. You're digressing. <laughs> no, I'm, I need Rappaport to get this. Rappaport. I have feelings to share. The, denounced Kathy Hilton and, like, called her how irrelevant she was or whatever, and I was like, the way that you were so far up Erica Jane's ass, like <laughs> you can't see the power that Kathy Hilton has as a friend of of all things. Like, I'm sorry, but like the way that Kathy Hilton, as a friend, has managed to take the entire second half of this season, whether it's for a good or a bad reason, and then. Have us all on our seats waiting for her to show up for like two thirds of one part of the reunion. I'm um, her impact is far broader reaching than Erica Jones is at this point. I'm sorry.
0: Where were the other friends of at BravoCon? Not there, <laughs> they were not sitting, they were not sitting at the um Legends Ball and walking out to go pee while Andy is speaking.
1: As evil as Kathy Hilton may be, I heard that she was um, trying to work with the organisers of BravoCon to let the people have their photos with her because her line was, like, out the door.
0: It's telling. Can I tell, you something? I, sorry. tell you something? I mean, it was really gross today where we saw that side of Kathy that's, like, a bit unhinged. <laughs> Like when she mentioned that Paris had the Barbie parties for 35 years. It's not, it's not good, Patrizio. It's not a good. Like somebody needs to tell her not to share those stories. It's an American horror story. Like <laughs> that's like that's the next American horror story Barbie party and it's like this mother-daughter.
2: It's not good.
1: I don't know where to go from here, but um
0: <laughs> just had to talk <laughs> <laughs> about Kathy Hilton. I was like, you know what?
1: Before we get into the Kathy Hilton of it all, mm. I mean, there was a lot that was discussed in this episode, and a lot of it turned to Erica in this final part as well. I want to know what's your opinion on Erica Jane at the conclusion of this reunion?
0: <laughs> it is what it is. Like you know that that say like we say it all the time but I think when it comes to Erica it is what it is like she has shown us who she is and we need to just believe it you either are going to continue to watch her be a monster or and allow her to redeem herself whatever good luck but like we need to stop expecting her to change and to be an empathetic person, and to be this other thing—that's not who she is. She's a villain. It is what it is.
1: I'm back on Team Erica.
0: Of course you are, because she cried. It doesn't take much for you. <laughs> 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 I. Uh,
1: one of my weaknesses is I'm an empath. Okay. You're an empath.
0: Oh my God! <laughs> you're a villain empath, is what you are.
1: <laughs> I'm horny, chaotic. Anyway, the point is, Moshi, I am on board with whatever she's selling at the end of this reunion. Like I, it, like last year, it was like on again, off again. This time, I'm like, you know what, Erica, I, I, I see what you're selling, and I'm happy to buy it. Like
0: He's selling snake oil. You know who's boo boo the fool right now? Me,
1: hey.
0: and that's
1: <laughs> fine. I'm happy to do that. I I just thought you yeah, okay. If I if I take my opinion away, I just thought she did a really good job. I think in this final part, in summing up all of her her issues, that she did some good crisis control. Yeah, and that's okay. smart.
0: So this is the issue that I have, right? People, so obviously the reunions are a chance to like kumbaya so to speak right they're a chance to get it all out of the table but here's the thing it's like they film the show and they go through all their drama while they're filming then six months later the show airs and they re-go through all that drama while it's airing and while it's airing She's still being a monster online. She's still like off the show. She is still being crazy, crazy, crazy. And then you know why? She knows that when it comes to to the reunion, she'll just give us the show. Like she'll say what she will, she'll she'll own it, so to speak. And then Boo Boo the Fools, like you, come around, and then she's given another contract, and she's back the next season once again, <laughs> being an absolutely horrible person on the show the show is airing she's been a horrible person online and then she goes and just apologizes at the reunion like she's playing a game Patrizio. i don't like it she's not being authentic it she's is what it is
1: she's the main character
0: i mean i started to see it from as you all know like i started to see it from her perspective as the main character And it's an interesting show to watch from Erica's perspective, but she's a trash human being. Like, I'm good,
1: but yeah, but we've got to lean into the trash
0: not on this, not on this show. I'm never going to lean in with the Barbie, okay, even if it's Sutton, but none of the others.
1: All right, so let's get into the Kathy Hilton of it all because this is. I mean, the the ratings, if you, if you follow the ratings, they've only been climbing. And it's only because everyone tunes in every week expecting Kathy Hilton to be sitting on that bloody couch. And it took 15 minutes into this bloody part of the reunion for her to show up. So let's get into the Kathy Hilton of it all.
0: Can I ask the first question? You may. Should she have worn the velvet shoes or should she have gone with the other ones?
1: Yeah, that's possibly the hardest question I'm gonna have to answer. (laughs) Because I was kind of on board with those, like PVC. Me
0: too. I like the idea of the the like naughty and the nice.
1: But I think the velvet was a safe option, and it made more sense for who she is.
0: What did you think about the sparkly silver Valentino bag? Like, I know she's wearing like full. Yeah, I was wearing a Valentina bag, but Oscar De La Renta dress. What were you thinking? I didn't like the silver bag. I wanted her to commit to the pink bit. (laughs) (laughs) Did not need to say that. (laughs) I wanted her to just wear, like, all pink. I wanted the bag to be pink as well. I was disappointed by that.
1: The accessory that I was most disappointed by was her, like, no no brand water bottle
0: oh i was just about to bring up the water bottle that was just hiding behind the couch i think you're not allowed to show the labels right i don't know
1: well but like it wasn't perrier it wasn't Evian, it it was it was like walmart water like i'm not into that and also like if you are going to bring a bottle onto set like why is it not pink why is it not like a keep like a you know A proper, nice water. You wanted like a Frank
0: Green. You wanted like some sort of reuse, recycle situation.
1: Yeah, it needed to be bedazzled. It needed to be Marisol's like Starbucks cup. Like it needed to be something.
0: Isn't that the thing about Kathy Hilton? Is that she is glamour, fabulosity, and then she's also the airport slippers. Do you know what I mean? She is also leggings. She is also camo jersey track pants at the club. Okay. Like, do you know uh, what? Okay, I
1: mean? so then I guess what would it be more on Brandon is the plastic water bottle that Paris had like bedazzled for her mum to take on to
0: set. Maybe next season. I'm sure Kathy's listening to this podcast and she's coming with a bedazzled drink bottle
1: next Kathy season. is listening, I love you. <laughs> And you can call okay. me all the dirty words, like
0: Eric. no, <laughs> no, stop, stop it. Okay, move on. We'll, we'll, we'll talk to me about the Kathy Hilton. Episode.
1: Okay, well, we have to like obviously, you know, because it was it was all about like as it always is her Kathy Hiltonisms, right? So, first, talking about how she uses Instagram comments as, like, a messaging device.
0: She doesn't know the difference between text messages and comments in Instagram.
1: Which is wild (laughs) to me.
0: It's wild to me that she
1: thinks that she's also, like, understood that now. I'm like, sweetie, you still don't get it. (laughs) But, um... The way that she, like, came for Rinna straight away it was, like, I did what Lisa Rinna does and I took it off 20 minutes later. Her,
0: butt, like, her butt seat had barely hit the sofa <laughs> and she was, like, in on Rinna.
1: Boom. The next was when they did the montage as she got the Cathy Square, right? That's what we're calling the it.
0: Watching her, watching herself. Fabulous.
1: And the faces that she was pulling and then went, like, there's a, that scene with Lisa Rinna she turns to Rinna on set and she's like, you want to swear on your life on a Bible about that? I was like, yes. Like, she has come to literally destroy Lisa Rinna and I'm here for it. Well, yeah. The way that, like, I don't even, like, Kathy Hilton is evil. Like, I'm sorry.
0: Oh, I'm of course it. she is. She is. Watch Paris in love, just learn about any of the things that she allowed to happen to Paris Hilton I'm
1: look, I don't want to talk about that because that's I have opinions to share, and we will never conclude this part of the reunion if I'm allowed to like delve into that. but anyway, moving on. it was we got the whole discussion about the tequila
2: mm.
1: Do you believe that Lisa Rinna actually is supportive of Kathy Hilton and the tequila? That really threw me at the reunion.
0: So I think it was made mention at the time that that was happening on TV, it was made mention that the tequila had been drunk at other periods while they were uh, shooting the show, but those were never edited. So the, we've missed a lot because they've obviously edited it to make it look like we didn't. there wasn't that much drinking of the tequila. Um, so I do believe that the girls had done a really great job of drinking the tequila. I believe that.
1: So the whole conversation about the tequila was when, when they're in Aspen and they were at, what does Kathy call it? She's like.
0: Kimu, Kimo, Kima, Kimasabe. <laughs> Everything that it's not.
1: Kimasabe.
0: It's the homeless and the toothless all over again. Sorry.
1: Oh. But, like, this is the thing. The only person delivering us the humor was Kathy. Anyway, let's moving along. So, she's basically like, she thought that, like, event at the bar was Kyle setting up Kathy Hilton with another branding opportunity for the tequila, right? And so, the insinuation was the fact that the tequila did not make it to the front of the event was Kyle's fault. But then she sort of say that then Kathy kind of says it's not Kyle's fault. And then Kyle does what she does best and beca- plays the victim in all of this. So-, yeah.
0: so... when Kathy Hilton told Kyle it's not worth crying about and then told her to stop playing the martyr, I was like,
2: cinema. This is Cinema. And this is the
1: thing. Kathy, I thought, was really reasonable when she was talking to Kyle, right? And Kyle, I think, in her mind, she has accepted a version of the events and she's unwilling to hear anyone to tell her otherwise, right? Where Kathy's saying, it's not a big deal. Like, I'm over it. Like, it's not about that. She, Kyle's just like unwilling. I don't know. Kyle is the evil sister, right?
0: Percent. Did you not listen to the podcast last week? My podcast was basically this is why you should all hate Kyle.
1: <laughs> I did listen, but you know what? It's hard listening to the podcast and screaming at no one because I just wanted to, to, get to get involved in this conversation and
0: not hearing your own voice. That's what you're really saying kyle <laughs> we are pulling a kyle right now
1: M- moshi don't play the martyr here okay <laughs> kyle so was 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 it
0: kyle's fault no i
2: think it kind of was
0: <laughs> I think everything that happened to Kim Osabi was unfortunate is all i'm gonna say
1: so then I want to get into then Kathy moves her attention from one victim to the next, which is Erica Jane. And they are arguing over, obviously, like what was said at the club.
0: Are we going to talk about the club and Kathy's version? Like the same way that Taylor Swift has Taylor's versions of her records. We heard Kathy's version tonight, and I want to talk about it.
1: I mean, Kathy's version made a lot of sense. It to-
0: made so much sense. The whole thing made sense and she did admit to bad behaviour. I do believe that she didn't explain the whole thing to Kyle and instead was like, we're getting out of here and I believe all of that. Like, that whole thing makes so much sense now.
1: Because she was drunk and she would have entered a blind rage and, like, that's exactly what happened that night. She got told to go back to Beverly Hills where you came from
0: which she's not used to right, like this guy did not give her the Kathy Hilton of it all,
1: well, because, like she said, if you go to if you go to the
0: all of the others, yes, yes,
1: they'll they'll change the music for you, and I don't think well, well Kathy probably wasn't being unreasonable with her request for a song either, but like you know the d j not
2: Michael Jackson, so and
1: where's the mess, um.
2: i'm sure she dropped a slur
0: moving moving along i'm not trying to like erase your feelings here but i just we we do not have the proof
1: <laughs> but what does what does erica jane have to lose
0: well nothing because she's already lost it all
1: does kathy hilton have more credibility than erica jane
0: yes we all do at this point <laughs> And I'm glad somebody finally said it.
1: I'm really surprised that it came out that Bravo had done a HR investigation into what happened in Aspen.
0: Well, I think they had to because I think because there had been talk about the potential for slurs and all of that jazz, I think they had to. And I think, like, this is the second time that we're learning about investigations. Like, I think this has come out before... Was it on Beverly Hills or somewhere else? New York City had the HI investigation, yeah. but I feel like we learned somebody somewhere else. They had to do investigations as well.
1: I mean, this is—I mean, I, I was really surprised by this, and I think it. Well, makes, I think it's
0: a, it's a PR set. So like Bravo want us to know that they take these things seriously, right?
1: Totally, and I think as well, it makes a lot of sense. As to sort of like, you know, all the back and forth that we've been seeing like on social media and like all these reports coming out and all the rest of it too, right? Like, it's clear that I, I don't think it was so much that Kathy's lawyers had put out cease and desist and all the rest of it. I think it was a matter of Kathy's lawyers being like, well, you need someone to corroborate what you're saying because it truly was Erica's word against Kathy's or it was Lisa Rinner's word against Kathy. There were no cameras. There were no other castmates around, like, and no one could corroborate the story. So you are stuck in this position where, well, it's she said, she said. You can't, where do you go from
2: that?
1: I, I just, I I mean, I'm just, I'm fully, like, invested at this point. Like, it's crazy to me. <laughs> And then so that's the the club. Then they're in the sprinter van. Like the way that housewives become possessed in sprinter vans is like they needed someone needs to write a thesis about it.
0: They need to use a different van. I think it's the difference the make and model.
1: <laughs> oh, but you know what happens in limousines? Like that's even worse. I
0: think. <laughs> People steal your houses.
1: Um and We finally get the moment where Kathy's like, well, Lisa Rinna, do you remember saying you're preaching to the choir? Um, And Lisa Rinna really has a non-response to that, right? It was very, like, deer in the headlights, I thought.
0: I thought the whole thing was Rinna, deer in the headlights. Like, I did not think in this whole reunion, one of the things that I think I'm most disappointed about is Lisa Rinna got the chair next to Andy and did not deliver.
1: Or on not delivering. Remember at the start of the night, she brings out her little manila folder and puts and it behind her pillow. It. Where was it? What was in it? Nothing.
2: Air. Yeah. Oh, my
1: God. Anyway. Um, okay. So then in all of this as well, obviously, then we've got Kathy Hilton's text messages which she's decided to present as evidence to the court. <laughs>
0: she's, like, just deleted from her phone. Like, uh, my favourite line is, Kathy, well, it's not in my phone. Because <laughs> she doesn't oh, understand how
1: iPhones people. work. They only just released that feature, sweetie. Like, oh, how my God. Yeah. <laughs> the way that she actually thought, if I delete it off my phone, it's just going to wipe off everything. Like... It's amazing. It's just
0: that was that was actually one of the best because I was just like, I mean, she wants to go there. Who's gonna is anybody gonna rebuttal her? And nobody did. And I was like,
1: (laughs) um, but in all of this, so Lisa Rinner says that like Kathy Hilton was abusive towards her. Correct. Here's my issue with that, though. I don't think that Kathy Hilton was being abusive towards Rina. Correct. Kathy Hilton for sure had a meltdown. For sure she, like, lost her mind. For sure she stomped her little feet. And, You're saying
0: a lot of for sure's and I'm nodding, but we don't know it
1: to be <laughs> true. In-
0: it's what you say right now?
1: Moshi, this is my truth. Okay.
0: Okay. And you know, go on, Crystal.
1: (laughs) Thank you. She stomped her little feet. She like waved her little arms around. She was cussing everyone out. She said those things about direct. We all have, we're all guilty of
0: it. Like everyone has I mean, as I said to you when we heard it, I was like, is it a lie? No. But I don't believe I just I think my thing is that i think when you quote someone as saying something you have to be verbatim on what they've said and if you're not quoting you need to you need to preface it by saying you inferred, like you basically spoke in a tone and in a way that like dehumanize or demoralize these people i do not believe that kathy hilton said any of those specific words. I just don't think they're in her vocabulary. I do think that she did say that she probably hates everyone. And good that night she should have because none of them left to go home with her.
2: You know who you sound like right now? A normal
0: person.
1: The morally corrupt Faye Resnick.
0: (laughs) Who has also never lied on this show.
1: Rina has agreed at the reunion to let it go then and there but we know this not to be true
0: yeah do you know what you haven't brought up as well and i'm just not think of the order of events but when kathy hilton asks lisa Rina to take a lie detector test uh, once, because- again, once again i was cackling this is comedy <laughs> You can't tell me this is not a Shakespearean tragedy that I'm watching on the TV now.
1: You know why I didn't include that in my in my rant? Because it was just a, such a throwaway comment. It was so in. funny. And I, you know who they would have brought? They
0: would have brought that guy that they bring on all the reality exactly. shows. And all of his stuff is not admissible. Like... <laughs> Who was it that was saying somebody was posting that he's, like, a fake?
1: <laughs> like, yeah, violent. he's actually, like, not, not legit at all. Not legit in any way, shape, or form. My biggest question out of all this, Moshi, Oh, the biggest. Lisa Rinna says that she was left extremely traumatised by what happened in Aspen, traumatised by Kathy Hilton's abuse that was thrown towards her. Yeah. Do... People who are who have experienced that much trauma then want to inject themselves into a sibling like meltdown and want to perpetuate that whole situation. That's just my question. I don't know if it needs an answer. Perhaps it's a rhetorical question.
2: Please, rhetorical
0: question.
1: I just, I'm
0: not. But you know what? Andy did a good job of holding her accountable because he said you have screamed at people, you have behaved badly. And do you know what Lisa Serena's response was?
2: But it was not. It was she, literally,
0: not she literally goes, so? That was literally what she said. And that's when I was like, honey, you do not have a leg to stand on right now. You do not have a Harry Hamlin to stand on right now. Like, nobody cares.
1: Are we ever seeing Kathy Hilton ever again?
0: Yes, because the ego is too powerful.
1: Interesting. I don't think we're ever going to see Kathy Hilton ever again on Beverly Hills.
0: I believe we will.
1: Wow. So what is, what's the future moving forward, Moshi? What what I want to know, what do you foresee in the next season that makes you so convinced? It
0: might not be necessarily in the next season, but we will see Kathy, as long as Kyle is on the show. We will see Kathy again. They will want to do a reconciliation for TV because Kathy, Kathy Hilton, I mean, she she can't leave this way. She's not like gonna leave her fans hungry. You know what I'm saying? She, she instead, she's just gonna feed us droplets if the price is right.
1: I only want Kathy back on Beverly Hills if she brings Kim Richards with her. That's I need to see. The blonde sisters take down Kyle Richards.
0: We don't want, I don't want a sister takedown. I think we'll also, I think what we <laughs> might end up seeing is, because here's the other thing, is Kathy is, like, genuine friends with Crystal and with Garcelle now,
1: right? And Sutton. Oh, basically. and Sutton. Sutton was at, like, Ferris. no, it wasn't Ferris. it was, okay. um, th- like, para- K- Kathy's daughter-in-law's, like,
0: it was, kid- no, it was
1: Kim's daughter. It was Kim's daughter.
0: daughter. Yeah, the baby shower, whatever, where Kim was in none of those photos. Um, I did a huge deep dive on those photos. <laughs> but this is what I mean. Like, Kathy is now in their lives. And if, I'm going to be really honest. Gusel will put Kathy on the show. Crystal will put Kathy on the show because they're all messy. I,
1: I, we need to we need see Kathy and Lisa Van Pump.
0: I want Van to pump back. I hate Lisa Vanderpump on Housewives, but I want her back because I want—I just want like Camille back. We know Denise Richards is coming. Kind of, like it'd be so good to have like bring the full pack, like you know, to like. Wrap know up. <laughs> I'm just imagining it now. Twelve, 12 Housewives, and they're like <coughs> divided in the middle. That's how they should have done Roni. Like for real, they should actually made it like um the hunger games like just you start off with 12 and how many do you have at the end? no I'm,
1: other off. I'm imagining it's like it's like a gang fight and it's like the fights at midnight and everyone starts to show up the right? sharks
0: and the jets
1: so it's you West side story <laughs> you've brought like lisa Van Pump, camille denise richards like they're all there but you know who doesn't show up lisa rina because she quits at eleven fifty nine. Like, yes
0: 100 she's not She's not coming. But, yeah, it's West Side Story. It's the Sharks and the Jets. It's singing. It's clicking her fingers. Like, I'm, I, I'm paid to see it.
1: But then you've got all these, like, random housewives who were just there to settle a feud with Lisa Rinna. They're not knowing what to do with themselves. They're just going to be walking around like headless jokes.
0: Which I can also watch.
1: <laughs> well, is there anything that I have left unsaid?
0: Well, I so I'm really curious to hear from you because I brought up you know my thing about that I'm really worried about the future of the franchise because I think it is so focused on just one person's perspective. And I hadn't really had a chance to discuss this with you. I'm just curious, like same question to you, like is Kathy Hilton coming back? Who's coming back next season? How do you feel about the future of Beverly Hills?
1: I am incredibly troubled by the future of this franchise. I think if New York or if watching New York has taught us anything is that no one is safe and that, you know, that perhaps there are times where we need to completely clean slate things. I think hearing that there was a investigation by HR in beverly hills gives me parallels to new york city as well and i don't think that bodes well for a lot of these women and you know like why not clear deck why not just get rid of everyone and start again like where are the you know the super rich asians where are the you know the persians where are the the latinx representation like this is la this is beverly hills like where are all these women? Um, you know, as much as we love Garcelle and Sutton, unfortunately, not. why not get rid of them? Like, you can just start the whole cast over again. I feel like there would be a lot more interesting people as well in LA.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, we need to expand to another region of California then, is, is what I'm hearing from you.
1: No, I, I don't think so. I think, like you know, instead of like moving somewhere else, I think we just need to get it right where we are.
0: Oh, snaps! That was a great. I
1: don't moment. think we're ever going to see Kathy Hilton ever again.
0: We should book, We should make a bet.
2: What are we betting?
0: Like, will Kathy Hilton be on within the next five years? Or the next five seasons. <sighs> I, I don't Is know if i Or two seasons, like. So maybe we just make it next season.
1: That's as much risk as I'm willing to take.
0: (laughs) Classic. We'll come up with what the loser has to do.
2: Well, on that note.
0: The loser has to get a tattoo of Kathy Hilton on their butt.
2: No, I'm not doing that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Because you know you're going to lose. I love this. (laughs) All right. On that note, yes, let's move on.
1: Salt Lake City, Mm. season three, it's episode five. Mm. My opinion on Salt Lake City changed from the start of this episode to the end.
0: How are you feeling at the start?
1: I was ready to clear the slate with these women also. Send them all to jail. They can join Jen in this jail. I'm done with them.
0: And then how are you feeling at the end?
1: I'm into it. Like I'm, and you know what, the, you know what happened through that? i was just going
0: to ask, I want to know what was the the thing that made you pivot?
1: We got the three friends of finally show up.
0: So maybe let's talk about the friends of them. So who are the new friends of?
1: So, well, we have an a previous friend that's come back, Angie K. right? So she, we saw Angie. her-
0: Angie Harrington.
1: No, I'm talking Angie K. Because we saw her at the first episode because she hosted. No. She hosted Jen Shah's party.
0: Was that Angie?
1: Yeah. Oh. The Greek one.
0: Okay. I couldn't see her face. So I was like, was that Well, she
1: was hardly in it, but she was there in that episode, right? Then we have an old friend from a previous season, Angie H. Yep. And she's there with the drama. And then we've got Dana. Mm. new girl on the scene
0: Mm. beauty lab customer she's a good time good time well they needed to fill the poc quota right and when you're digging through your client lists to fill the quota that's a worry
1: look i don't think salt lake city is going to be one of the cities where we're Going to have a huge amount of choice, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, Heather said it herself, like they went from like w- one of the whitest places in America to Scottsdale, which was somehow even more white than- <laughs> 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 But um, it was just, and I think, Heather is back to being the HBIC. Because she brought all the women together, right? She put on the ski trip. She got all the, new, all the new friends off. She got all the housewives there. She brought her random cousins along for the journey. Like, I hate to say it, but like Heather is doing the work because none of these other women are.
0: I think so. And I think we started to see that last week. I didn't really discuss it last week because you weren't around. But I think, you know, post this Arizona trip, She's narrating. She's back on track. She is the voice of reason again. She's the only person making sense.
1: She's making the jokes. She's talking about the sex. Like, you know what I feel like done the rounds this week on the Instagrams? No. When she was humping the air.
0: Oh, they were booty in her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last week. When she was
1: in the lingerie and she was, like, humping, talking about Lisa Barlow, like, fucking whoever she was. Like, you know, like, she's. She's bringing the humour and there needs to be where Whitney held that position last season of being kind of like the funny one. Now it's back to being Heather.
2: When was Whitney ever the funny one?
1: Because she did that thing where like she, you know, simulated sex in her confessional. Like she's the.
0: That is Whitney.
1: Yeah. But we're not getting that Whitney this season. We're getting like spiritual journey, like tough, you know, tough topics of discussion like that's what we're getting from her we're not getting light-hearted like i'm just here to like get drunk spill the cake on the floor and then show you how i have sex with my husband like yeah.
0: my favorite thing in salt lake city is when they go skiing because i love like number one i don't know how to ski i've never really been to the snow I've, you know it was on my to-do list for this year it is now about to be summer so that's not gonna happen but i love their snow bunny outfits and i was a bit disappointed this season i thought they've brought better outfits in previous seasons but did you have a best dressed
1: well you know why they're not that best dressed this season because they don't have mary cosby to compete with like you know when you you knew it's like ayan chanel ayan in dubai you know she's going to bring the fashion so you have to bring your fashion game as well now Maryam cosby's gone what's the point i'll just wear my jimmy jams to this event like
0: i did feel like like meredith felt like she was wearing jimmy jams heather i don't know what that leotard was doing but it wasn't my vibe
1: i personally like lisa barlow's outfits um and i also just want to say i love lisa barlow i just want to throw that out there to the else
0: interesting we're gonna we're gonna break down your new love of lisa barlow i say as i drink a diet coke um (laughs) but I really liked Angie's outfits, but I was expecting Angie to bring it further. I felt like what Lisa was doing, the outfit that Lisa was wearing is we've kind of seen that outfit before, but I did love that it had some like embroidered stitching or whatever on it. But yeah, I'm a, I am love when they go skiing. I love to see what they're what they're going to wear.
1: And then I think it's, it's like that thing of like this is they're in Utah, they're in Salt Lake City, like it's the mountains, it's the snow. Like this is like. Yeah, a- need to, we like- need
0: more snow. I need more snow from these snow bunnies.
1: Like last season when like Jen Shah took us to that like ice cave thing. Correct. Like, like what we want to see.
0: I will say that for somebody who, you know, Jen, Jen's skiing has gotten better. She, she, looked, she looked okay on those slopes. Lisa Barlow, not so much.
1: Jen Shah, she's probably been on the slopes all season because That's what I mean. it's her last season. But
0: she's figuring it out. All right, so talk to me about your love for Lisa Barlow. When did this emerge?
1: It's
2: because she's the only real one. Really?
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Sorry.
0: <laughs> In what I- way?
1: in the way that she's unfiltered like i just love that she just says whatever's on her mind and it's like it's the power that comes with that as well so like in this final scene where they're at apres ski and angie h is like trying to get her moment because she wants to be a housewife and lisa yep. is like no you are a piece of shit and I am not gonna let you become a housewife. So I'm actually not going to engage with you because by not engaging with you means that you will not be on this show in a full right. capacity. And I love that. Like that's just Lisa Barlow's mind to me is just amazing.
0: Well, it's the Kenya Moore Haircare School of Housewives.
1: And you know what? Lisa Barlow, like good on her. She gets
0: to that point. Because I do think that Lisa has been doing some work on herself, actively doing some work on herself. Like in the very first episode of this season, we see her like reach out to Heather and she's reaching out to Heather because she's asking Heather like, what do I do? Like how do I – she's asking for help, right? And that got me thinking, especially uh, when I was watching that scene with Angie where she's like, I'm just not interested. I'm not interested. And, I w- and it reminded me a lot of, some- of the way that like a Bethany would handle a situation or a Kenya, like the primo housewives. And I was like, I think that Lisa Barlow like has made some housewife connections and she has asked for tips on how to be a good housewife. Like I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, to be honest. I think more people should be doing that. I think if you're going to study housewives, don't study it as an audience member, which is what Ajen Shah has done and is giving us what we think we need to see. If you're going to study, go to the professors, go to the people who are the, getting the high distinctions, the A triple pluses, and learn from the best. And I have a feeling that's what Lisa Barlow has done during the, the, the reunion and now. And good on her. That's all I'm going to say. She's having a glow up.
1: And it makes a lot of sense because that's a thing as well. Like, I don't think it's also coming from, like, a, a, like, a I need to, like, look better in front of, like... No, it's it's pure
0: self-improvement.
1: No, I don't even think it's that, actually. I think it's, like, these other women are going to do anything to take me down. So how do I stop them from doing the things that they're going to do? And that's literally Kenya's, like, or even... um. I mean, Ramona, it's like they're going to bring a friend on and the friend on is going to try and take you down. Don't refuse to film with them, refuse to engage with them, and then the friend can't exist on the show. Like, tick, down.
0: So I think it is that, like, survival mode, and I want to also talk about the friend side of it in just a moment where it comes to Lisa. But the other side of it, why I'm like I think she's done her research, is the vulnerability that she's giving us. Now, you know how much I love an onion and I love to see it get peeled. Lisa Barlow is being our onion. So we've had two seasons where we've effectively learned nothing about who she really is. And in this season, she is giving up, she has cried in every fucking episode, okay? Like she is giving us vulnerability. She is talking about her family and how that's why she's a hustler. And today we're seeing the family, we're seeing the brother on the FaceTime and we're getting context as to why, you know, people talking about her marriage with John affects her so much. She is p- moving layers of the onion and trying to show us a little bit more of her human side. Um, one other thing that I've started thinking is like, like I think Lisa Barlow is like neurodiverse, and when you look at her from that angle, well, <laughs> I feel I, feel like I get into trouble
1: about a lot of <laughs> things on this podcast, <laughs> No,
0: but I've been I've been thinking about about the way that she she can't read people's signals, like she genuinely has a hard time understanding people's responses, right? And even just the way that she speaks, like to speak from the heart. Like sometimes her sincerity, it feels performative. Like she's ticking a box of what you're supposed to say to show empathy or to show sympathy when somebody does a specific thing. And so that's where I'm like coming from. Like, uh, yeah, like you say you like her rawness and her unfilteredness, but I'm – but I'm and I I like that, too. And I'm just wondering if, like, when she's she's allowing herself to actually be more re- of really who she is rather than trying to fake being somebody else. Do you know what I mean? And that's why she's coming across so
1: good. Maybe she just, like, grew up in a very repressive, like, like home. We know that's true. So I don't, I, don't, I just I feel like Moshi, this is a teachable. We're just saying
0: thing. that she's just stunted.
1: I just feel like we can't diagnose her without I'm
0: not diagnosing her but I'm I'm talking about the realms of possibility like imagine being the first housewife who like finds out you're on the spectrum like in the show like imagine well, that this could is be- season four. No because this is something that is happening in real life especially to women they're being like diagnosed with late stage ADHD, they're being diagnosed with late stage autism. Like this is something that is literally happening at the moment to so many women of her age group, right? So that's why I'm like, but imagine, like I I think it exists within the realm of possibility without it being offensive. I'm not saying it in a demeaning way. I'm literally stating a fact. Like she doesn't react the way we would expect people to react.
2: I mean, she
1: also could just be like a sociopath, but
0: no, oh is see when you say that, when you are like aligning like soci- sociopathy with like um like a neurological issue or something like that, that's when it's like offensive <laughs> Patrzio. That's the teachable moment.
1: I just think it was the of the onion peeling moment to me, I was like, wow, so is her storyline for the first half of this season going to be her marriage is fine but they're going to work on their marriage as if it's not fine but there's absolutely no problems in the wedding like like I'm just like wow so that it's a storyline about not getting divorced that's like all I took away from it and it was
0: it's a storyline about her telling us what are the things that are most important to her so one of the things so this is the question that i have for you one of the things that i think we can all attest is that she doesn't have any friends like real true friends she has made it very clear that john and her boys are her entire life now at this snow ski bunny situation she has a friend there my question to you if you remember. Do we think the friend is a friend or an employee?
1: I how can I make that judgment with the two frames that they got?
0: Because they're not real friends. That friend is giving me one of the lawyers that was on the phone, which is a sprinter. That friend is perhaps give is giving me like coach. You know? I think like. she
1: has no friends. I think that we just don't get any of that. I wouldn't be surprised she if all her friends are from
0: church. Has. But what I'm saying is, I do not. She does not have a real community of friends. She's, very, she's a she's very lonely woman, and that I, I mean, a lot of people are. And I think what we're seeing is her having to contend with that because, especially now that she's kind of lost Meredith, like they're not bosom buddies. I think it also speaks to the. It's also very interesting that she's chosen to align herself with Whitney over Heather, when, to me, I think Heather would have been the better choice if you're going to pick a new girlfriend in the group, but I think she's picked the one that is the easiest, the one that is the most yes person.
1: I I think that perhaps she's taken some advice from other housewives and was told, don't bring any of your friends on this show because if you bring a friend on the show, they will ditch you in a second and start talking about you behind your back to every other castmate. Because that's what, what happened,
0: happened with Andrew
1: well that's what happened so i mean because i think she was probably friends with angie too I, I just don't think that we get any of that side and that's an active decision that she's making but i think she has plenty of friends i think that they're all probably mormon 2.0 in the church with her that's where and they're all couple friends as well like it's her and her husband go out with all these other like people uh, yeah, i i
0: don't just brought on the show has been problematic
1: like, um, look, I just, I'm not convinced that she has no friends.
0: Okay, I am. Uh, <laughs> the other thing that I just wanted to touch on is Brooks Marks is back. Uh, so I'm, okay. Now I remember why I was ready to put them all you see, in. See, the way, the way I know how to pull your rage back. Uh,
1: I just... The way that not only Meredith has to fly into Salt Lake City for yeah. four months a year, but like Brooks Marks is also like, you know what? I'm going to leave college and I'm going to come film with you because that is conducive to like whatever I'm trying to achieve. I don't
0: know. I think they called him in as reinforcements. I think he did not want to be there. He's got his own life now. He's got his own TV show. He's fine. What was with the
1: boyfriend comment as well?
0: I did really enjoy when he asked Seth, though, who's his boyfriend. And then, like, Seth went there. I actually have posted that clip on our Instagram because I do like, like, Seth is, he's, like, the worst, but he's also the best.
1: I mean, you know what? Brooks asked the question, and I don't think he was expecting to get an answer, and he I got mean, a this out. That's why
0: I love <laughs> Seth. Seth will always give us an answer.
1: Well, because Seth probably, I wouldn't be surprised if he's dipped in his toes into the man pond before. What?
0: Can I just say that I think Seth is a better housewife than Meredith? <laughs>
1: and that's a problematic statement in itself. <laughs> Meredith more than anyone. I was going
0: to say, is the statement problematic, or is the fact that it's a fact problematic?
1: Not that you know. Anyway, I'm just, you know, what I'm sick of having all these men on the show this episode because it wasn't just like Seth and Brooks. It was also um what what's John John Barlow got a confessional. He is so boring. Like, I don't even know why we got that confused. I think
0: he's really funny. He he tells like these really dry jokes, like, like him and Lisa are business partners, let's be honest.
1: And that's fine. And then Coach Shah. Honestly, free coach. Shah. <laughs> I don't know why he's still with that woman. I don't know, like, why?
0: Because, because, to quote quote Coach Shah, God put it in both of them.
1: Uh, (laughs) This is, Coach Shah, this is God. This
0: is a test. Like,
1: and you have failed. You stayed with the sinner. Like, I'm sorry. Like, no, out, finished.
0: So you didn't want to do soul gazing with Coach Shah? Uh,
1: why didn't he look into her eyes and say, I am a criminal? Like, a criminal. <laughs>
0: uh, I think the more and more, I don't know about you, but I'm at the point now when every time Jen Shah deno- like denotes her innocence, I cackle. I'm just
1: glad Whitney said what had to be said. Yes. was... Um, I don't think you should be happy that this has been delayed because that just means they're gathering up the witnesses. They're, like, finding more evidence. Like, this is, like, not good news. And it is weird. It's this weird thing of, like, everyone is, like, trying to be supportive, but also she's been accused of doing some really terrible things. Right. And then we also have the hindsight now that she's pled guilty It's just all a mess, honestly. Totally
0: a mess. But it's, that is the one side, like, I'm at the point where I am just watching Salt Lake City because I just want to see what happens with Jen. Like, I want to see how much deeper she goes because we're getting closer to her, you know, um, them going to New York, I think. Like, I want to know where it falls into
1: their... It's not for another four months it's i, I
0: think of, uh, delusion
1: i think what we're gonna get this season is we're gonna get like 15 episodes of like this time where it was filmed like january to march let's say mm-hmm. and then we're gonna get like a three months later flash forward and it'll be like two episodes or whatever of like the the trial and all of the events and they'll all fly back to Salt Lake City and they'll get together and have a little seance for like Jen Shah. Oh, a
0: seance. Not a seance. <laughs> well, one thing that we do know for sure is that the moment she pled guilty, Andy cut her off. So we can categorically say Jen Shah is not coming back next season. Clink, clink.
1: Well, what do you think about that, right? So obviously they have decided not to engage with her any further, and that's why she wasn't at BravoCon as discussed. Do you think though that because Andy has said though he does want to have the sit down conversation with her, which I would have the thought been a Watch What Happens Live episode or perhaps even its own episode alone. But like, do you think she's coming for the reunion?
0: So I think that Jen will go wherever she's invited by Bravo but I think that there is a bit of a conflict here and the conflict is that this woman has visibly played, like I think Bravo feels played and I I actually think the way Jen is wired, she would think that having a sit-down interview with Andy is like a good thing. And once again, I think having a sit down interview with Andy is not a good thing. And I actually think that part of the reason why Andy has also cut ties with her or Bravo has cut ties with her is for her benefit. They do not want to put her in a position where she is going to incriminate herself anymore. They do not want to put themselves in a position where she uses this platform to you know, start saying, well, I pleaded guilty because of this, because of this, because it's going to sway the trial. It's going to sway her sentencing, right? I think the lawyers at NBC have been like, she is an actual liability. She is so unpredictable. It is not good for their show at this point to still be supporting her and it's not good for Jen. I think that they have saved Jen Shah from herself and, I hope she realizes it.
1: On the other side of that, though, I don't know what Bravo expected from Jen Shah. Like, obviously, she wasn't going to spend this season being like, "Well, you know what? Maybe I did do the bad things that the people were <laughs> accusing me of." I don't
0: they said, I'm expected she was just going to suddenly plead guilty. Like, I think they would have expected it. To- I don't know like, what what
1: would, but that's what I mean. Like, what were they ex- like? You know, when there's when you say like, oh, they were played by her, but like, what were they? They like, surely could not have been expecting Jen shards have been like, hey, by the way, on this day, I'm probably going to plead guilty. Like, yeah, I, think, with-
0: I think they expected her to go all the way to the trial, like to see this thing out the way that she has said she's going to be seeing this thing out.
1: I think Bravo. The lesson needs to be learned here that. And, and it's a consistent issue, right? Yep. Do background checks on your housewives because you hire these people and then the Bravo, the Bravo fans do the background checks for you, and the posts come out, the, the racist posts, the sexist posts, the homophobic posts, like all this shit comes out because no one's done the, the bare f- minimum f- Facebook yeah. profile lookup, right? And this is what happens: you get burnt because these people have their own agendas at play. And Jen Shah was obviously using that network for her own benefit, or what her perceived benefit was, right? I don't, know. I don't have any sympathy for Bravo. If they've felt-
0: no, I don't have any sympathy for Bravo. But what I'm saying is, I think that I. So it's two things for me: I think Bravo are saving themselves legally, but I really do also think that they're doing Jen Shah a favor. So I actually think this is a mercy. It's a kindness for Jen because if she was on that show any longer, she was going to literally ruin it for herself.
1: I just think the Bravo legal department's like we don't have enough staff to be like working with like the Department of Justice to be like going
0: through tapes and tapes of footage. Like, But they don't need to because the Bravo people will just put, like the blogs will just post what needs to be posted. Like this is the thing. She is so in the public in a reality setting, right? It's there. There is no way that she could ever get a fair trial now, as well. Like I would be her sentencing. I would be really surprised if they, if there's even a jury, because
1: come on, there's plenty of people who don't watch Housewives and thinks it's crap
0: but there is no way I think to avoid there. So there's certain things that happen in the housewives universe. Like take Erica Jane, for instance, you could never have watched Bravo, but you will be aware of the housewife and the hustler. Do you know what I mean? Like there are certain people that their, their situations have transcended the show. All
1: right. Then that's what I'm going to ask everyone listening. You had a question for the, for the people last week. I got one this week What's oh, your if, one. to go and call your mum. And ask her, have you ever heard of Erica Jane? Have you ever heard of Jen Shah? I just want to know do the people's parents know who these people are? Done. Does your mom know who Erica Jane is? Nah. Well, see, perfect. She can go on the jury.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, is there anything else you want to add to Salt Lake City discussion? um mm, no i'm good i've said what needed to be said 100 percent. um well it's great to have you back this week patrizio hope you're happy uh, to be back
1: Moshi, i'm loving the sound of my own voice i'm happy to be
0: here fabulous are we coming back next week
1: i mean i'll have to check my calendar I okay. i could be pleading guilty in court that day I mean. What I
0: mean i need to be given a heads up thank you everyone for listening please remember to rate review and subscribe it helps to get the word out there and to slide into our dms and give us all of your opinions over at from the lower level pod again that is at from the lower level pod on instagram
1: bye baby gorgeous
0: <laughs> <laughs> bye.